Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Grit and Gravitas, Annie Carnathan. It is always the highlight of my week. We're back and you. better than ever. <laughs> we had vacations. We had all this feedback. Monica's here. Yes. Colin and Mark are here. <laughs> this is, the vibe is just amazing. And someday we need to do a behind the scenes of Grit and Gravitas. So we'll we'll just have... It's getting our team to agree to that. Three, we yeah, want to do that, right? They, but, yeah. they like to stay behind the camera. Yeah, for sure. And so, Monica of the uber-talented uh, Ben Gallagher duo, who we have to thank for our uh, custom Yes, soundtrack. our intro. Yep. Yeah, our yep. intro. We're never going to uh, ever stop thanking him for that. Good. So as we've mulled over a lot of topics in every conversation we have, I feel like this, this, could, be, <laughs> this could be a show. This could be a show. Um, and it's more, these are experiences that we have. And, and we're trying to be meaningful to our audience. Yes. And, and the feedback yes. we got, we're, we're looking at ways to make it more meaningful one-on-one -on -one to say, what would you like this show to talk about? What would you like for this show? Because we're spanning, you know, 30 and 40 years of, of, of careers. Yes. Right. So we want And we like to shorten the learning curve. Right. hundred um, percent. Young women, uh, young men, Transitioning anyone, people. New to business. After COVID. Right. Right. So. so today's topic is the art of business. And I'll just go out there and say that business is not a science so much as it is an art. That's interesting because art is warm, is a warm word, colors, vibrancy. Yes. Business cold, blue, <laughs> lethal, cutthroat. <laughs> right. So I already love those, that phrase. The contradiction it, it, there. Correct. Yes. Love it. So these are less, so today's podcast is, is really going to be born out of both yours and my experiences in business. And I came to business, uh, as I mentioned in maybe the first episode at the age of 40. So I don't have a business degree and I didn't have the benefit of <clears throat> any entrepreneur classes or strategy classes or all those amazing topics that you're going to find at Wharton. So now. we're united in that. Yes. I haven't either. So mine is more the school of hard knocks of, of understanding. So my bachelor's is, is uh, in English and journalism, not in business. Powerful language. So yeah, very good. You've done your homework. <laughs> so I really have benefited from learning so many new things about uh, ramping up a business and doing business and coming to do business uh, in a business environment. And so our conversation today, I really want to be uh, full of insights to help others shorten their learning curve. If you are doing business or you're a new employee, even if you're the CEO and you want to understand um, maybe some of the cues that you're giving off in a business environment and the signals that they might send. 
So are you with me on this? I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. These, these are things that, that we, t- we constantly talk about this. What would you wanted to have known? What would someone, what should have someone told you years and years and years earlier? Right, right. So that maybe the hard knocks wouldn't have been as consistent and maybe not as hard. Right. Maybe more gentle knocks because anything is possible, but what can we prepare you for that no one else will tell you? And you have to have people in your life that are going to tell you the truth. And for you and me in this show, that's the truth. Yes. It would like it or not, right? It's much more difficult to roll with the difficulties. All boats rise at high tide. That's easy. It's the scrappy grit, right? right? To get back to that gravitas, the, the setback comeback. That's 100% of our stories. So first top of mind for me for the art of doing business is communication. So understanding who is the room, who's in the room when you want to come into a meeting or an interview or a presentation, understanding the power of your language and the eye contact. So these are all um, body language cues, if you would, understanding the power of language and respecting everyone in that room. So the first art is using your words wisely, respectfully, graciously. So speaking to your point of speaking truth, but I would even say um, sprinkle a lot of grace into that truth because we can't put words back in our mouth. Grace would have been our son's name if he had been a girl. Oh, wow. And I overuse the word grace. Here's one thing that, that everyone should learn quickly regardless of their career as a soft skill is that there's one thing that's the most magical and incredible about someone and it's their name. Oh, totally. And so learn that. That's a Dale Carnegie tip. Do it. And, and, and so, yes. So it's amazing to me, the longer I do this, how people write books and whether the book was written 40 years ago, now it's just a catchier title. Uh, same things. Right. It's these, it's these soft skills because if you don't personalize, if you don't have, and we talked about this, uh, that emotional vulnerability mm-hmm. to pay attention and you, your people burn people down. Like they don't even know my name. Right. And so for me, if it's Steven, do you prefer Steven or Steve? I mean, that's an even higher gear. Right. To at least, because there's a preference there. And the one time I don't ask, like, but, mm, no, 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 I'm not Steve. I'm Steven. Oh, should have asked that. <laughs> and so I think t- to your point, reading a room is first about the personalization mm-hmm. and why are they in it and what's their role in the meeting. Right. Because they're there for a reason. Right. And, and A, you have to acknowledge that. B, you have to personalize that. And C, you better be talking to everyone. No, exactly. The worst thing is to sort of do your thing to like what you think is the CEO or so. Um, CEO is a team. <laughs> right. I mean, and a lot of times CEO, if they're a good CEO, are going are gonna to defer to their team. Right. So. And again, these are not thing. skills you learn at college. These are skills that anyone can do a little bit of research. So into that room, once you've researched and understand everybody's name. That's the first thing out of your mouth. And that makes such a powerful impression. Dig a little bit deeper than that and understand, um, go into the executive's LinkedIn profile, Google the individuals in the room and try to find a really interesting piece of information, a tidbit 
and hopefully a commonality. And I'm going to let you share a, a cool story you shared right before our, our uh, videoing about a, a personal connection. But see where maybe you went to the same college. Maybe the person is a, you know, went to Penn State for one year and you, and you have Penn State tickets and you want to talk about football or you want to look for those common bonds in the conversation, which have a huge effect on the potential of doing business with the person. All things being equal, a business person is going to choose you. If you're the one that remembered their name, you communicated with grace and strength, and you made a personal connection like, wow, I, I see that you were featured uh, in this article, and, and I read that two months ago, and I want to send you a note about it. And so for me, life is a sales call. <laughs> and I never appreciated people saying that, quote unquote, of the gift of gab. You know, I'm a BS or like, just, just scratch the fingernails on a chalkboard, Aww. right? It's, it's not who I am. It's what I do. But isn't it a great fit? Because I have that capacity. I'm all EQ. I'm all emotional intelligence. And the most difficult part, which we're not talking about today, is how to get in the room to begin with, right? Because right. that's sales. Right. So we're not we're not gonna go there right. because that's in and of We're assuming you're so, in the room. <laughs> we're assuming you're in the room. But but EQ talks about the ability to find commonality. Yes. And and yes. I'll say to people, why so put off by no? Because that's what everyone has to get their head around. So if you have a date, it's a it's an abject failure, and you're horribly disappointed if you leave and you're not going to marry that person. Like think about that. <laughs> How is that Very one good. date for that? You you have to take baby steps, right? Crawl, walk, run, and at each point you're sort of trying to find more traction, right? more purchase. And that's little itty bitty consent from each side to continue this. Right. That's why you can't quantify another soft skill of a thank you card. Mm -hmm. No one had to take that time. Every person in the world can do anything other than what they did with you with their time. And that's to your point, the non-renewable, that's the currency. They're never getting that back. And what did you do to prepare for that? What did you do to maximize that? Even if nothing's going to move forward, you want that impression to be, wow. So imagine you have a young person interviewing with you, and I'm sure most of the team does the interviewing. And this young man says, uh, I listened to your podcast I loved the fifth episode. I sent the link to my sister. Okay, tell me the impression that would leave on you. Melding. I'm melding. I'm a puddle just here. And we're not even talking it. about hard skills. We're not talking about is, is he equipped for the position Research, you've interviewed. Research, interest. And here's the thing. I would have to say which was episode five and, like, remind <laughs> me, right, which I'm terrible at that. But um, because and – and I think it's a good thing, right, because it's, it's never orchestrated – we never talk about what we're going to talk right. about. It's coming from both our hearts, from both our experiences. There's not anything manufactured or, or put on, if you will. Right. right. What you hear is what raw, emotional, vulnerable. And so to that point exactly, that's a commonality that by the same token is going to flatter me because right. it's a passion for me. So as you, you 
talked about, I think LinkedIn is just a really quick cliff notes on someone who is a stranger. Right. And even in, I think, really challenged LinkedIn bios mm -hmm. or resumes, you can find commonality. And that's the least you can do. Right. The internet's a big place the last time I looked. How in the world haven't you done three to five bullet points on who you're talking to or the company? Right. Or what, you know, it's ridiculously simple. It's free. It's preparing for right. that time. They've graciously, graciously invested in you. How are we not doing that? And even so the quick, the, the LinkedIn connection, when you do your research on LinkedIn or Google, whatever is on page one of Google, um, another powerful uh, insight is to go down and see where that individual has served. They'll, they'll probably be, you know, boards that they have sat on or maybe nonprofits or events that they have supported. If someone comes to me uh, in an interview and mentions the Salvation Army or they were at one of my events uh, that we've done, I'm like, okay, we could take, we could talk forever. I could talk forever on that. So now you've really cemented in my memory. Not only did you do your homework, but you've made a deeper emotional connection because now you care about what I care about. And we haven't even talked business yet. And talk about firing on that piston. I don't know if we've had many shows where you don't find a way to talk about the Salvation <laughs> Army. No, and I, and I say that because that's... That's a passion. It's, it's a passion. So if somebody is going to be smart enough to say, I listen to grit and gravitas, passion. And it, 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 it flares up in the best possible way. Right. And woof, we're, we're human first. And we're trying to find, to me, that emotional, hmm, this person isn't like, right. however, many other people I just spoke to. But there could also be like, and, and I've heard it, I've heard everything, right? Oof, like, what's her, not, complete opposite, don't dig her at all. And it's style, it's chemistry, yeah. right? Because you're never going to win them all. Right. In sales, all you're trying to do is just get to a yes or no, 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 boom, yes. Right. No, 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 infinitely, yes. Excuse me. And so I think that kind of layer to a connection that soft skill, that thing no one else is going to, is inherently, right, consideration. And, and we know there are a lot of people that aren't considerate. But if we double back and I see, and every time I see you, I want to, I want to, I want to serve you and I want to know what's of interest to you. What's in it for you when I'm in your sphere and space? Think about that. Mm -hmm. We all know what salespeople are yeah. selling. We all know <laughs> what they want. Right. The best empathic EQ person in any capacity in life as a sales call is going to say, here's how I think I can help you. Not what I want. Right. What I think you what need. Need and want. That's a whole like 10 shows. The big, big difference between need and want. If you wake up and you don't need anything, that's extraordinarily different right. as blessings go than waking up wanting something. And so your, your point is exactly, um, to me, one of the most important soft skills in terms of the room. And I think uh, we talked about gravitas. Well, we probably talk about that in, in every episode. But your presence in a room, and let's just start with attire and, and physicality, the way, you know, are you well-groomed? Now, are 
our requirements for the workplace now are different since COVID. You know, I think we've relaxed. Very interestingly, I was, um, I'm on a planning committee for a large uh, event with an organization. And someone commented, we were reviewing the invitation and, and one of the committee members who's a retired CEO, she said, why do we have business attire on this invitation? Well, we, we, for years, they always did. And it was very, and I said, oh, wow. It's what we've always done, yeah. right? But there's no longer, she saw it as a barrier to, to having a large attendance Fresh because eyes. we don't do, right. uh, we don't really do business attire at events anymore like we did before. And her, her point was so well taken of now the workplace expectations have changed and it needs to be casual business attire which could, you know, could mean white jeans, could be many different things. And, um, but it's always open to interpretation right, anyway. Right. But knowing, so when you're, you're going, preparing for a business meeting and introduction, understand, even comb through Instagram and Facebook <clears throat> again and Google, do your 15 minutes of uh, background investigation and find out, you know, what does this office wear? What, what is expected attire? I had a young man stop in for um, picking my brain, if you would, preparing for some interviews he would have. But he came to me uh, with his shirt untucked and fairly wrinkled. And Now, he was still in college, and I understand that this wasn't an untucked that was supposed to be untucked if that makes sense to you. Uh, it wasn't an untuck it shirt. Yes, exactly. And I just thought you, you really need to do a little bit more research when you come in. Like what, what my first impression matters because I'm the one going to my circle of influence, referring you or, or discovering, sending an email, talking to people. Do you have any openings? Do you have any openings? So understanding that that first impression is so powerful. Which is, then becomes a direct reflection on you. And as our currency grows as business people, uh, our equity, um, what we think of what we have to offer, that becomes, in my opinion anyway, I'll say this, more scarce. I'm not really that interested in sort of taking a flyer. There's going to be an immediate impression. Right, right. And that's my connection. And I'm giving you equity you haven't earned or deserved. Right. I'm okay with that. But not if I'm questioning something. And so there's one chance to make a first impression. That's never, ever going to change. And can people come around? Are you not who I thought you were? We're all making these firing on all these pistons of impressions. And, oh, but it was different when I got to know you. Well, yes, of course it was, right? Some books look like the most exciting book you're ever going to read because of the jacket and the cover and it's you can't get through the first chapter right (laughs) this isn't what I thought it was so I think too that when in doubt overdress I mean not the costume thing when you you can always take a blazer off you can you know can always um, make it more casual yes exactly and that could be changing out a necklace you know adding lipstick whatever what for the women uh those are tips and I'll carry that on into any event you go to or any any setting now, especially, well, for all of us, is this device is with everyone. So you might not go out expecting to be camera ready, 
But your friend that you're meeting for lunch or for dinner says, hey, can we snap a selfie, which is happens every single day all around the world. Go out being prepared to be camera ready. I, and you're agreeing to, to, to whatever they're going to do to post it. And right. it's there forever. Right. So think about that. You're now really taking their lens. That's the first impression. And saying their lens is my lens and yeah, it's okay. Right? Right. So you're... You know, you're 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 holding up a straight vodka on ice, or you're a little loopy already. I mean, that these are all situations where whether you like it or not, now is going to be a focal point. And that leads into you know we we need to do a whole nother episode. We keep building on our episodes of um, building and protecting your personal brand, who you show up in photos with, and what that image says. If it's always a glass of wine. You know, that that sends an image to someone who's preparing to interview you or if you're ready for that promotion. If it's always a party scene versus a service scene or something, you know, you're out hiking in the outdoors, some kind of variation on that you really need to pay attention to in the in the art of doing business. How many people would you immediately, if you had to sit and even ponder it for a little while, say these people have exactly the same philosophy, right. the same standard, right. the same care of their personal brand, the same list so that you go, like I stand in here and pictures are always being snapped. <laughs> right? So, so You a, know to come in right? the Dieter Gallagher group camera ready. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm A, prepared. Yes. And B, whatever you're going to do with it, in my opinion, it's a blank check. You're going to take care of me. You're going I trust you. And it will be a positive reputation builder. Exactly. Now, that's your business. But there's still an enormous amount of lens differentials. Some people right. don't wear glasses at all. Right. Some people wear contacts. Some people like can't see without their glasses. I mean, some people can't see. So the bottom line is that is that's where the gray enters, and that's where now it's permanent. Well, here's where, again, with the art of doing business, you get to say no. Don't say yes to every photo. Every, every place you are, every person who says, hey, you know, let's, let's get a selfie, be thinking a little farther down the road and be able to say no. Protect your own personal brand. Say, you know, not, not prepared today not crazy about being public about whatever setting you're in. The most difficult two-letter word in the English language, especially for women. Women cannot master the art of saying no. That's another episode. It is another episode. I know we've talked about that. We, we have could talked do several about it. We'll episodes. talk about it until we're not talking anymore. Well, here's one. Everyone needs to master the art of saying no. If someone asks you to, you know, jump into a photo join them in a post, tag you where it's a situation you don't want to have in your digital tattoo. And what, that, could, that could mean many different things. You know, maybe, maybe you've just uh, ran out and you don't feel you're Which as put together. Which is an instantaneous decision. It takes inner fortitude. It takes someone saying that I'm going to be true to myself, whether they're upset or right. angry or mad at me. It's so somebody say, start something off with, don't be, don't be mad at me. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You just put a qualifier on how I'm supposed to feel. If you're going to put it out there, put it out there. 
And if I'm angry, I'm probably going to get over it. And if I don't, then we didn't have the relationship you, you thought right. we had. And so there's just this sort of mental checklist in the art of doing business, whereby I have to say, first and foremost, I'm true to me. Protect yourself. Protect myself. And, you know, love many, trust few, always row your own canoe. It's always going to come back to me. I don't yes. get to say, I didn't want to say no. They talked me into it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, Mm -mm. And I understand that comes with maturity and maturity. I mean, you could be confident 22 to 23, but that, uh, we need to learn that much sooner than most of us have learned. And and I think it's right up there. If someone says, Hey, I want to ask you something. I want, I want your opinion. And then the bells start going off and the red flags. I'm like, my qualifier is okay. Well, you know, I may say no, right. But here's my qualifier. If you're going to ask me, you know enough about me to to know you're going to get the answer. Right. It's not going to be the answer you want necessarily. Maybe it right, is. Right. But the bottom line is that kind of, again, emotional vulnerability, EQ, that ability to be true to myself means that I think it's strong enough for you to hear this. But, oh, by the way, you asked. So later, when you realize you weren't strong enough to hear right. it, we did, who, who, who you know... And that's the same with us. Like, I thought you were going to do this with it. I didn't know you were going to post it there. Like, the second it's done, it's out of your control. Right, right. And so the art, right, and you're making these decisions all on the fly, and, and, and probably you're not going to make them the same after one glass of wine, two glasses of wine, like three glasses of wine. Yes, right? yes. So think about that, especially in a professional setting. What would be the bottom line of how you would want to appear to your company. And this is where, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into the, like this rabbit hole, but it's, it's, it's what would Jesus do and how do I just be as true to me and what I believe? Do you want to be that? proud of your decisions? And you, we all have to protect do, ourselves. Do you want your grandkids, your sons, oh, your husband, amen. the people that mean the most to you, what, 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 you, how good do you feel about that? Go, that goes, excellent point. That goes through my mind many times. Uh, is this something I want my grandkids to Google 10 years down the road? It's, it's on forever, as you said. And there are family issues, you know, and I see to Walker, look, I, I'm part of this, you know, whatever this is, but it's a horrible way for adults to act. Uh, it doesn't seem like it will have any sort of resolution, right? And so I'm not proud of this. I know you're not proud of me. And so for whatever role I have in it, absolutely. Right. Right. Nobody got to where they are on their own. And so the end of the day, it's, it's, I do, I immediately go to that, you know, like, like, what does my husband think? What does my son think? I want you to be proud of me. And by the way, say to someone who isn't expecting it, how proud you are of them and think about that. And women don't say enough of, uh, to, you know, I'm proud of you as a woman. I'm, right. I'm, uh, you look incredible. Right. Like, oh my gosh, like what is it with the affection and the admiration and just this sort of gushing way that we should all be building each other up? Because if I see some compliments, so that doesn't make it, it less about me. I was just right? going to say, it doesn't detract right. from me when I compliment uh, you. If you have another great relationship, yeah. of course I want to hear about it. It right. doesn't mean you, you like or love me or respect me less. Like why, when did that become, you know, this limited currency right. where if I give it to you, oh my God, I can't give it to, to anybody else. Like, like what? 
No, no, it's the opposite, right? It's that momentum. It's pushing things out into the universe. Totally. You know, in the spirit of that. And I stole that from my meeting yesterday. I didn't think of that. <laughs> so ending, and we're, we're know, at the end of this. This is just going way too fast. I want to say the positive side, as we, we, we skewed from uh, clear communication, walking into the room, prepared, preparing your speech with grace and, and understanding who's in the room, reading the room, uh, choosing your appropriate attire. Of, of, and we all send messages with attire. We just talked about that too. <clears throat> but there are many positive sides. There's times I've walked into the room where I, I asked respectfully, but I wanted a marker in time to be in a photo with an individual. Doug Wheelock, my, my astronaut uh, friend, I'm, I'm thankful to say, the first time I met him and did a video, I wanted that marked in time. I wanted to be in the photo if he was fine with it, but choose those, certainly acceptable to choose those on the positive side of, of being in someone's circle and saying, you know, would you mind? We think about what we can't do in social, but there's many things we can do which are, which are good business decisions. It means I, I value your personality and your person enough. I want to be seen with you. I want it to be on Google forever. The last um, comment I'm going to make on this before we wrap up is this um, enormously insightful comment that when in doubt, I mean, ask yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, what should we do? And there's right. all the things. So I'm like, okay, did, did we ask? Right. And wouldn't that sort of say, hey, if I turned the car left, that's good. If I turned it right, there's a dead end. If I, if I ask, I mean, I, I just think the simplicity of asking, right. no matter how you wrap that in the bow it's in, may I ask you, whether you prefer Steven or Steve, it's just it's just really important to me to call you what you'd like to exactly. be called. Exactly. And there is interpretation in that. And that's all I'll say is I have zero issue asking anyone for anything in terms of the currency and the equity I think I have built up with them. No, and that's a, a and that's a process, right? That's powerful exclamation point to that. That's my business vitamin. That's my business vitamin. <laughs> Ask. Ask. So we just gave out about six different uh, business vitamins in today's episode, but the art of business is um, an indicator to success. I will say equal to maybe more importantly than the bottom line balance sheets. So work on your soft skills and expect really great return on those. Put yourself out there. Yeah, good. All right. Happy high gear, Annie Carnathan. You're the best, and I missed you. <laughs> See you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram, and have a high gear day. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. 
Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. What, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more.